All right, I'm recording all over this biatch. Mm-hmm. Me too, John. I'm recording too. <laughs> totally recording. As long as we're recording, we should probably do a show. I think so. That'd be a good idea. Good call. <laughs> well, I'm John Wolf. We don't know where Lex Friedman is. We have no clue. We have no idea. <laughs> we really don't. <laughs> I don't. I don't. I hope he's okay. He probably mentioned it. We just forgot. Yeah. Well, we hope he's okay, and we wish him all the best with his vasectomy. <laughs> I'm John Armstrong. <laughs> Welcome to Turning This Car Around D.O.A. His, his surprise vasectomy. Yeah, his uh, it's a gift we all pitched in. <laughs> From us to him. Yep. All the, all the hosts. <laughs> we, special, we got together. Special fun times for all. And yeah, we're going to live stream it um, later. No. Uh, yeah. Oh, so, it, so to speak. In all seriousness, hope, hope Lex is all right. He, John? I think he, yeah, he's, uh, he, he's doing something because he wasn't available for the other show that we do either. So, mm. yeah. Um, I, okay. I just he's a busy watch. guy. He's got, he's got very famous people to meet with. He's important. Um, he's an important guy. He does a lot of stuff. Right. A lot of, a lot of, he's got a lot on his plate. With the things. As they say, a lot of deliverables. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, action items, time boxes, <laughs> all that stuff. Uh-huh. Yep. Uh, is there is there a is there a water flow of um of action of um of milestones? Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's waterfall there's, waterfall of milestones. Yeah, right? waterfall of milestones. Also, just an unending stream of deliverables and synergies <laughs> and cross holistic cross team um, unification. And it's it's nothing but win win scenarios. It's totally win win for all. Yeah, and um, <laughs> we, had a, we had a project manager one time I worked with. I was like, uh, so, so I was the business unit project manager, and he was the IT project manager. And um, he was he was very good because he was very good at the political stuff. Mm. Um, and and every once in a while, he would just like it would become a little too obvious. He was, he was good technically too. I mean, he wasn't bad technically. I mean, I think, and I learned a lot from him basically yeah. about how to, how to say things the right way. Um, but every once in a while he would just like, he would be like slightly off his game and his, the things that he said sound <laughs> so stupid. Like he was just, he waxed poetic about like a, like, like a Gantt chart one time, just like about the waterfall of, uh, of milestones. Like, look at, I mean, look how great this looks. This just like, <laughs> like, yeah, I mean, because somebody made it. <laughs> like, reality isn't going to look like that at all. <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. But management loved him, and uh, that's, that's I learned that from him. How to say things so that management will just love you and, make just, sure, and, and feel that everything is going really well, and we're all, uh, we're all in good shape and marching toward a brighter future <laughs> together. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we're all making things happen. Mm-hmm. It's it's the best ever yeah. for all always. Um, yeah. There was that uh, web comic a long time ago called Action Item, and it was like he was it was a man, so I'm going to say he was um, a superhero, and he just spouted <laughs> all this stuff like all these things. And um, yeah, worse was when you had to like what well, you know you and I just engaged in sort of a back and forth, and that became a contest in and of itself at uh, several offices that I. I worked at the ability mm-hmm. to spout jargon, nonsensical jargon that means nothing. Oh yeah. Right. And, um, yeah, uh, fortunately, 
where I'm working now is um, they don't have that problem. Like it's it's uh, the big thing is to give you back your hour on a call. We're going to give you back your hour. And it's like, OK, <laughs> awesome. Thanks. It's not really my hour, but okay. <laughs> we were, yeah, we were taking it. We were taking it before. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We were taking it for ourselves. I think if you're a 43, now it's your hour. You know, Merlin man's. How do you, uh, how do you talk to kids about, um, about the, zero? The, the dull, the dull drudgery of, of uh, corporate living life? <laughs> I think you touched on a couple of things that I think are good to talk about. So one is that, that there's a, a politics to interactions. So, for example, I think a good place to be is uh, communication. Like, I I think I mentioned this on on one of the episodes recently, but um, when I was last in Utah, there's a bit of a miscommunication with my oldest daughter. And I don't think what she thought I was upset about and what I was really upset about were very different. And she was mm-hmm. freaking out. She thought she was going to get in all this trouble. And I'm like, no, we just had a miscommunication. And I'm just telling you that, that I'm frustrated. I'm not like angry at you. And some of it is she wanted to just hang time with their friends, which I was more than happy to give her. Like, yes, do it. Like, I want you to have that time. I've always felt like, um, especially like not so much in New York because the kids can kind of walk places like in the neighborhood, like they can go around the corner to a deli or a store, you know, like there's stuff in the neighborhood they can do. And it's not now that they're older, it's not a big deal. Yeah. Like they can walk to school. And so, um, that's, you know, that's great. But in suburbia, there's a lot of car shuttling and it's a little more difficult to get out and do things. Um, especially like in Salt Lake city, you know, <clears throat> I lived and the kids live kind of in town. They don't live in a burb. They live in Salt Lake City. So it's not like there's awesome places you can just like, hey, I'm going to take my bike and go, you know, to a movie or whatever. Like they could do that, but yeah. not like, no. Mm-mm. So, um, <laughs> so I kind of feel like they're a little sheltered that way. And, and uh, so that she wanted to spend time with friends where she could walk somewhere with them and hang out. And it was fine. It was a public place. It wasn't like some creepy, weird thing. It was like a, you know, cafe or whatever. It was fine. Totally cool. And I was fine with it. What I wasn't fine with was how she communicated it. And so uh-huh. that's that's a thing. Like, hey, we're at the age now of you need to check in. Doesn't matter how old you are. For the rest of your time yeah. in in this world, now that you are doing things on your own more, as you start to become more independent, you'll need to check in more. Especially if, you know, like this isn't going to stop when you're like, you know, 16 and driving. You're, that's that it's going to increase because everyone's going to be yeah. freaking out because you're driving a car. Right. I mean, right. The, the, the yes. And the how terror of parenting <laughs> will just exponentially get a lot worse. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't uh, even want to think about it. <laughs> right, exactly. So in the Slack, in our in the turning this car around Slack, which you can send if you want to be a part of it, it's it ebbs and flows. But um, if you want to be a part of it, info at uh, yeah, turning this car which is kind of nice in a way. I mean, like we, yeah. you know, it's not. It's not I, a there are a lot of Slacks that I'm involved with, involved in that I just cannot keep up on. Yeah, so. it's crazy. Yep, yep. 
Yep. Yeah. So this is which in a way I think I think my my attitude towards Slack is probably much healthier about my attitude toward Twitter because I'm I'm a Twitter completionist. So mm, with Slack I'm just like nope, scroll, scroll, scroll. Yeah, I I gave up on Twitter completing like years ago. When it became more of a news service, a news feed, it was like I I can't I can't I can't. Uh, yeah. And they started messing with the timeline. I just can't do it. But um. Well, I don't I don't use well at least you know as long as they keep keep it going. I do not use. Uh, the website and i probably seriously i don't think i'm going to use twitter anymore if they get rid of third-party clients because i cannot <sighs> deal with that crap the algorithm yeah. just drives me so yeah. berserk i'm never going to be able to yeah manage I, that so you know, i will just go to slack um there's a, a little time hole sidebar <laughs> thing i was i'm ready to <laughs> jump into which is do you remember there was that single serving app builder thing that you would punch a url into and it would create like a browser instance of whatever was like gmail or you know you could do like twitter or facebook and it would make you could also put it up in the menu bar as well where i think it was called fluid and you would feed it a url and it would build you like a container a web container yeah for that sounds familiar a website it was like mid-2000s like you know 2005 six i think yeah awesome it was a great app and i think it still works but like you so you could do like okay i want facebook but i don't want to have it in my main browser but i but i need to be checking it a lot or twitter i need to be checking a lot and before there was really solid you know mac versions of a lot of the stuff or the websites were kind of you know like you didn't want to have that up in your up in your feed because you didn't want the distraction or whatever you can throw those into their own spaces anyway oh oh i know what it was too it was also so that the memory it was kind of like it would it was before safari had memory tab um what's it called yeah, quarantining uh, and whatever like the the memory for uh compartmentalization yeah yeah <laughs> container so, contained yeah yeah so like the memory that this one tab was using wouldn't affect the app overall right. kind of anyway anyway right um uh, that I did that for a while with Twitter and it was great, but yeah, I know what you're saying. Like, I like Twitterific and I like Tweetbot, and um, yeah, TweetDeck yeah. is just oof. TweetDeck yeah. actually is okay. So they, but, they, I mean, just this is not the rebound, but um, no, I know, they I know, I know. I'm sorry. Had threatened several times now to pull to pull the the those APIs and yeah, they backed off yet again and and punted and said we're not going to do that right now. Yeah. That's awful. So, anyway, I think they're. I don't know. Like, to pull I the can't APIs that, that those, those third-party apps rely on to have a a timeline that is chronologically ordered. Yeah, I wish they yeah. just give you the option. Like, don't show me. I want to just see things as they happen. Yeah, like, put that over in a sidebar. List. There you go. There's your sidebar. Twitter. Put stuff that I may have missed in a sidebar. How about that? Okay. Yeah. Okay done solved uh <laughs> we're so we're not we're knocking things off the so we're we're, just, we're crushing our milestones is what we're doing we're so crushing like it is amazing <laughs> we're gonna have a great uh milestone release party we'll go to dinner with the team it'll be mm-hmm. great yeah absolutely right and some activities maybe have an off-site um oh, man. uh no so back to kids um one that was my that was my best stand-up routine ever was that i gave a we we did a uh we did when we had the the party the uh the the rap party for the the big project um mm. i uh i got up and did like a joke thing about it about all the stuff that happened in the pro- in the project and that was like 
that was the highlight of my my stand-up career which is now over (laughs) Ah, well but in your mind it lives on forever it's great (laughs) yeah yeah it's good yeah my my beginning and end was a church talk i gave um yeah as i was uh, i think you mentioned that i feel like you mentioned that yeah 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 the mormon mission talk that was that was it that was my stand Mm -hmm. um i've done other things that were supposed to be funny i'm not sure that they were to others um, they were for me but um, but they weren't technically stand up um okay so kids communication and cars um in the slack somebody brought up about the the terrors of of kids and um i brought up that i wrecked my dad's car my dad's favorite and like he didn't go through the sports car midlife crisis but he had a a VW Golf, I guess, would be the current name for it. In the States, it was called the Rabbit. Before they just said, we're just going to call it a Golf. He had a Rabbit. So it was a four-door, tiny little car, like 1.8 liter, you know, whatever. But it was peppy. It was fun to drive. And that was his little middle-aged crazy car. It was his commuter car. Um, I think he spent eight grand was on it, were the rabbits? Was the Rabbit all convertible, or was it no. Rabbit, hardtop Rabbit, before it became the Golf? They had a Cabriolet version, but... Um, I'm not sure yeah. the rabbit was a cabriolet. That's what it was called the cabriolet. That's right. It was called the rabbit was the hard top of the cabriolet was the. And then, and then I think they just the went to golf. Right? Golf was the European name for it. And, and then it became, and then it became the golf after like, I think it went away yeah. for a year or two or something like that. And then it became the golf. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I had so, a golf. That was my first, that yeah. was my first car out of college. They're fun cars. I mean, they're, they're fun to drive. They're still yeah. peppy and fun. And <clears throat> so I got my license. My head, I have a summer birthday. I got my license and my parents went camping and left. Um, there were two cars they left for me. And one was a 18 foot station wagon, the 1972, mm-hmm. 73 Ford LTD. I don't know if it was a country yep. squire, but it was the limited version, um, boat or the rabbit. Yeah. Do not drive the rabbit, John. Do not drive the rabbit. I'm like, okay, <laughs> guess what? fucking goddamn right i'm gonna drive the rabbit sure yeah and i had and i did uh one night i went you know i drove around town it was fine no problems good driver solid next morning no that, that was thursday night friday my parents had gone camping and i was i had something i was staying for a test i can't remember what it was i had something i was staying for and then my brother was gonna pick me up and take me up and i would ride home with everybody but, um, so this was Labor Day weekend. So school had just started and I was driving to, uh, school. Um, it was kind of weird. We had this theater off campus theater first hour and I was part of that troupe. So I had a guy in my car, one of my buddies, and we were late as usual to second hour. So we were driving and there was this light that was one of those four, like it was a single light with four way lights so that it just hangs in the middle of the intersection and mm-hmm. every direction can see, but it's the same column of lights. So it was hard to tell when the light was going to change, but I saw the yellow light for the other people. And I kind of rolled up to the intersection and punched it right as I thought it was going to change green. And I, in fact, I'm convinced it was green, but guess who was late <laughs> to work also in a 1975, you know, Impala crushed the front of the rabbit my friend was like, oh. the best part of this was like, he goes, what are you doing? And I'm like, I'm trying to get us to school on time. He got out of the car. Someone saw, you know, like it was a whole, terrible thing. Anyway, I had to go up and tell my dad while camping that I wrecked his favorite car. I've never 
seen him like contain his fury. Like he usually just would like <laughs> yell and you know, he never cursed like hardcore cursed, but he yeah. would, he was the dad in a uh, Christmas story that would kind of make up words and, um, weave the tapestry of made up obscenities. Uh, so I had that. It was a fun <clears throat> time. And I, yeah, I shared that a little bit in the Slack and I, I just was thinking about like how terrifying it is that we give teenagers a keys to cars. Oh my God. That's awful. And also I was going to ask <laughs> well, you, that was, like, that was the whole thing. Like, I mean, I, you know, when I, it almost in America, you couldn't do it this way really, but it almost seems like when we raised the drinking age to from 18 to 21, we should have raised the, raised the driving age and done it the other way around. Yeah. Like, but it's like in America, there's not enough good public transportation in order to yes for kids to be able to get to jobs and things like that. And so right, uh, right. you can't do it. So they did it. I mean, and I know plus, that you know Americans. Americans also well, like ridiculously puritanical. So um, yeah, there's that. Raising um, the drinking age fits fits better with our uh, predilections. Yes, and our and our need for moral superiority. Um, so yes. uh, in Idaho, you used to be able to get a, a learner's permit at 14, and you could drive farm vehicles at 14. They had that as a thing. Yeah. Like if you worked on a farm or lived on a farm, that. You know, if you had to cross a road while driving a tractor, that you could do that at fourteen, starting at fourteen. So, have you ever seen the, the Mystery awesome. Science Theater thing with about driving? Uh, I, wait, what? I may have it, but it's um, foggy. About like a trains. It's about trains <laughs> driving, <laughs> and it's just the story about the kid who gets the. <laughs> Gets the is about to get his driver's license and it's just like I think it's his older brother who already has his driver's license and it's just this cautionary tale about watching out for trains. <laughs> uh, and you should and you should watch out for trains, but it's like you know, and of course it ends badly for one of them. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, of course. <laughs> and, um, and it's all delivered in such you know nineteen fifties over the top straight faced. Was it tower was it, tones? Was it like a driver's ed film, like Blood on the Highway? Yeah, it was a driver's ed. Yeah, it was a driver's ed film. <laughs> oh my God, Can you awful. identify this bucket full of your brother? <laughs> yeah, terrible. My my brother told me about an accident that he saw uh, when he was very young, and um, it was pretty gnarly. Like, dude flew out of a car. Oh, you yeah, know, body parts and brains. And yeah. it was awful, awful. Instant I will, I remember like the the early days of the internet. And, you know, you'd, people were just discovering like, oh my gosh, there are a lot of gross images on the web. And, you know, and I saw one like, you know, like horrible car accident and like, uh, you know, without thinking I clicked on it and was like, oh, Jesus, no, I don't want to see that. I I never want to see that. Yeah. I saw, um, the worst thing I saw was a woman, you know, those commuter trains, people are crazy. And so people started filming people being crazy to catch commuter trains. And this woman stepped onto the tracks and she started to step back and the train just boom. And she flew. It was like, she was instantly dead. And I'm like, I can't Oh God! like, I'm no, I'm not going to look at any more of that stuff. And accidentally I've seen it, but I'll quickly close the window or close the tab or hit the back button. Like before I, you know, I can see what's going on. Turn my head. Yeah. It seemed like, and I don't know if that was like just, people were more careless back then and in, in setting it up or it was just my, I think it was probably more like my, more my expectation. Yeah. Now that I, you know, that I thought, well, how bad could it be? Oh my God, it's really super bad. Um, no. 
And now I know better than to click on anything remotely. Yeah. Uh, It's been interesting. Um, Reddit, I think, used to be a lot worse. I think it still probably is in certain corners. But um, like the WTF um, subreddit Mm -hmm. was notorious for like just insane, awful stuff. Yeah. But I think they've kind of fixed some of that in terms of like you can't see it unless you actually... Like they don't just show you the image like on 4chan or any of the awful, you know, like it's a competition yeah. to be awful sites. Right. Uh, yeah. I, and I'm, I'm kind of going um, down this road because we watched black mirror, <clears throat> the episode where the kid gets the implant and the mom can watch what the kid sees. Like it's crazy. Um, is that season two? It's no, it's not that one. It's, um, but that's an interesting episode too. This one is season four and it's, I can't remember the name oh, of the episode. Oh, okay. Okay. I've, I've forgotten where they are. Yeah. Cause I, I think I, wa- I watched the first two seasons and then I've stopped because I, it was, I felt like it was hurting my soul. Um, yes. and then I, I did watch, I did watch the sort of Star Trek one from the most recent season, but I haven't seen anything other than that. The episode is, uh, episode two. Archangel, and okay. it is um, it's about an implanted chip that you give to your kids, and you um, can monitor them via a tablet, like a Wi-Fi kind of iPad device, and you yeah. can see what they see. It like taps into their optic nerve. It's crazy, and you can like like you can you could hide horrible things from their vision. It would like pixelate them, and then they finally turned it off and the girl when they finally turned it off the, the there's this kid on the playground and like he's showing her just ah just like hey this is porn <laughs> here's when people get de- you know here's how people get killed and stuff and he's like showing her all these awful videos and i got thinking about that and it's kind of like that's kind of what we're doing for our kids in some ways as parents by not showing them the real world like we're shielding them yeah. from the eventual right. horrors of life, which I think yeah. to a degree is important to do to, to but, but at some point you kind of have to open the door and say, okay, here's the awful truth of the world is that people die, cars are deadly, you know, whatever. Um, yeah. Terrible people get elected to office that, et cetera. So <laughs> theoretically, yeah, in a theory, <laughs> theoretical world. could happen. Could, could someday happen in this country. It's very, could. very disturbing. Yeah. Somebody yeah, well, should do something about it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, or we're, or we're going to be in a world of hurt someday. Yeah. And maybe some um, safeguards would be good to have in place. So, that you know, would like, not be like, yeah, like, guarant- yeah, like, yeah. Having to release your tax returns, um, mm-hmm. seems like a good place to start. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. Anyway, a little vetting of candidates might yeah. be a good place to start. Well, yeah. you know, I had sure- it. So I had an interest. I had a sort of very, a similar, roughly similar experience, but although my, my first accident was, I think really, not, really not my fault. And my parents were pretty cool about it. Um, because I was, we were, it was me and a bunch of friends. We were in the, uh, in the Chevy Malibu classic, nice. uh, going to the, um, the arcade. And, um, they had just, I probably, I feel like I've told this story, but anyway, they, they had just, um, put in a median or, oh, they had just repaved, I think like, and, and put in a median, um, on this one road and, and it was a left turn and there was this median there, but they had not put the yellow, orange, yellow, orange line around the median. So it was a mm-hmm. cement oh. median and it was nighttime and I turned left and 
just did not see it at all. There was no drinking involved. This was like, I was 16 and my, most of my friends were 15. Oh, that's the um, worst. And so that's I was like, worst. I was the driver. There was no drinking involved. We had just come from the arcade and, and just like plowed right into the, right into the thing. And then I had to like turn really hard and gun it to get off the thing <laughs> and just basically <sighs> tore up the A-frame of the, <laughs> of the, uh, underside of the underside of the car. Um, and uh and they were like oh, okay I mean they weren't happy about it obviously but uh they were it was a, it was the station wagon not you sent me he's oh, trying to send me a link of uh, oh. <clears throat> of um so it was a, it was it was not a 1968 it was like a 78 um so let me see I'll see I'll find you uh did it have wood paneling find, picture this fine automobile um was, was there wood paneling involved there was no wood paneling. It was all silver, a nice. giant silver monstrosity. Uh, let's see. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, well, I'll, I will definitely put it in the show notes. I, I think I've actually done it before. I probably could just look. <laughs> and see. Look in the past shows. Um, where, yeah. Waltz. Um. So we so we had that. So that was like our um, uh, our big you know station wagon car that we drove around for a long time. And then my parents just as they they got new cars, they kept that one. Um. My dad, mm-hmm. when my grandmother moved into a, a you know like a care place, she had had a um, a BMW. <laughs> she had had a mm. uh, the two thousand two um, sedan, not oh. the year, you know, but the but the number, the model um, number. That's a great a, car. A it was a great car, um, and so my dad took that, and he was using it to just like take to the drive to the train station every morning and finally it got stolen from the train station and then he he got a um he got a uh, volkswagen jetta with with an with an am radio because <laughs> he didn't want no did not have a tape deck did not have an fm radio just am radio because he didn't want anybody breaking in to get Steal the radio yeah. yeah so um and then we had so we had this car and then my mom my mom got a sob 900 turbo Ooh. <laughs> Yeah, so that was the car that I was always like taking when I wasn't supposed to, because I was supposed so, to drive the the big honking um, station wagon, and um, I would uh, I would not always do that. When the Saab hauled ass too. Opportunity man. arose to drive the Saab nine hundred. I would definitely take that. I, I remember thinking because, those were the coolest cars, but in retrospect looking at them they look a little pacery like not quite pacer but they they don't look as cool as i remember them looking oh i still think they're cool i mean they're because there, was, there wasn't anything really years, there wasn't anything exactly i mean i guess they are slightly pacery looking but i don't i don't think there's anything that's quite exactly like them um and this was not the hatchback one it was the it was the four-door so it had a trunk oh, okay yeah the, so that was the, a really nice car yep yep did it have it did it have a little uh spoiler on it no, she did not have the spoiler. Okay, she didn't. You know, she didn't modify it. She, she wasn't doing <laughs> drifting or. Uh, <laughs> uh, okay, I think this is a good point to stop, and Lex is going to share one of our sponsors. This is this is nice. We're all going to feel good about this. And listeners, get your fingers away from that sixty second skip button because you're going to like this. Turning this car around is brought to you by March of Dimes. For every parent who's ever done a frantic online search at 2 a.m., for the first days home from the hospital and every long night after that, for every family who's ever lost a child, for every healthy mom and strong baby, March of Dimes is there. 
searching for solutions to support healthy pregnancies, advocating for policies to protect moms and babies, creating community programs that empower families, working with hospitals to provide the best possible care. And we won't stop fighting for every family everywhere. Join us at marchofdimes.org slash TTCA. One more time, it's marchofdimes.org slash TTCA. As, as we've been talking about um, kids and our own histories, I, I, I think this is a good place to just bring up because, and I think this is a good episode to do it because you and I had a, a few episodes back, had this like rat hole we went down into of 70s toys and 80s toys, like electronic toys. <laughs> Uh-huh. And I saw Ready Player One. Oh boy, last we weekend. I just, I just, I'm just gonna say that there's a couple of moments in that movie that were incredibly well set decorated, and um, it was like, like I couldn't breathe for about mm, ten seconds. <laughs> <laughs> looking at this i'm like they had the big track they had the coleco vision i mean they had stuff that was just it was awesome and and they, they just did an amazing job with it like there's so much visual information in that movie that you could not absorb it all in one viewing also 70 millimeter print yes not digital on film projected beautiful beautiful showing um yeah and kind of retro and there's some surprises too i didn't know there were certain people in the movie that are there i'm not going to say anything because i don't want to spoil it but it's a fun movie and the kids loved it the kids were really i was very surprised i did not think they would be into it but they were they were totally into it okay um and that was i will definitely i will definitely see it eventually i'm probably not going to see it in the theater um just because i'm saving most of my my credits for infinity war <laughs> yeah you're like a solo movie times for that yeah like, which is like end of the month. it's coming it's coming soon <laughs> soon we'll be here um and, i'm like i'm like bart at camp crusty <laughs> crusty is coming that to me is i that has a potential to like okay i have to say this too i was i was pleasantly surprised with um ready player one i think it's in some ways better than the book um the story in the book the storyline I think there was a lot of kind of cliched things. This is, it's not like it's a, you know, yeah. Homeric <clears throat> Odyssey story. That's a epic, amazing, but it's just a fun story. And, um, I think yeah. the movie d- handled a lot of things that the book didn't do so well. I think the movie handled it well. And it was interesting to, um, I think Spielberg's kind of, um, touch at the end is interesting. But, okay. um, the, it's know. weird that, I mean, <clears throat> I seem to have heard really mixed things yeah, about it. I think like, I mean, I, I don't think I've read anything where it's like terrible, um, you know, like justice league kind of terrible or anything like that. But a lot of people are, kind of, or a lot of reviewers seemed like, uh, you know, it's a couple of, couple and a half stars or something. It's, it's, it's overly done, you know? Um, and then a lot, and then a bunch of people, people and reviewers were like, Oh, this is, this is terrific. Yeah. I think, um, I wasn't sure the kids were going to get it. Like, get the whole concept but they were they totally they the you know virtual reality is a tough sell right you're going to watch someone else's virtual reality experience that's kind of boring yeah (laughs) (laughs) well these kids but remember (laughs) what these kids watch on youtube and that is watching other people play video games exactly (laughs) this was a lot better than they are they are that right now they are uh, they are way into it yeah they they get watching other 
people experience video games, right? Yeah. Which is, so, and I, I am, I am perfectly fine with that. A lot of people really don't don't like that for some reason, but I think it was. I don't know if Gruber picked this up from someplace else, but he, I think he did actually, because. But we had a discussion on the talk show one time, and he was like, "But someone pointed out to me that it's like you know, I sit there and watch people play baseball, <laughs> right? Right. I'm not playing baseball. On I'm watching screen. other people play baseball. That's right. That's yeah. exactly right. That's 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 the thing. That's, so I keep thinking about that with all the screen talk and everything. Like, okay. So they're on these small screens and they're watching YouTube and they're looking at people's, you know, Instagrams and whatever, but there's, or they're watching, you know, people play Minecraft or whatever, but they, if they weren't doing that, what would we be doing? We'd be watching an awful show on network TV. That was horrible. <laughs> right. We would try not to. We, of course, we would use one of the plethora of streaming services to find something good, but that would take 40 minutes in and of itself to find something yeah. we can all agree on. Yeah. And there's a lot. Yeah. Know. I mean, and, and I, I think there's a lot of crap. There's a lot of crap that's on YouTube that is worse than what's on network television, True. obviously, but True. not everything that's on network television is perfect either. Right. And I guess that's kind of the thing is that, um, y you know, there, but there would still be media consumption time is what I'm getting at. And, yeah. you know, so I'm not, I'm not going to freak out about it too much. I mean, if there's something we want to do together, we'll make it a point to like, if there's an event, event television or, um, like the Olympics were a thing. We would watch the Olympics whenever yeah. we could. Um, yeah. So the other, uh, the other bit of um, sort of Ready Player One stuff is that the nostalgia gut punch for so much of it is um, it's such a visual. Uh, it's not, it's uncanny Valley, but there's just so much coming at you. Like it's great in terms of geek referencing, like, like the, like if you were a person who played video games in the eighties, uh, and, and I would say even into the late eighties and nineties, even there's just a ton of references that you will enjoy in the, in the movie. Yeah. Um, also, T.J. Miller is really funny, despite mm. being, I think, a bad guy. Issues. Well, he's got. Some, <laughs> I think he doesn't he have some brain issues. Like he had a piece of his well, brain. I don't know what his. I don't know what his issues are, but he's not a. I know he's not acting like a. He's not acting at all like a good person in real no, life. No, but but apparently someone said, and this could be completely. I could be completely like whatever. I just read something on the internet that said that when he was a kid, <laughs> he had some kind of surgery and it removed some of his brain and that the part of his brain that was removed deals with impulse control and that some of his more manic episodes tie into that surgery. Like they, they it makes sense that they'd be met, kind of mapped to that surgery. Hmm. Not saying it gives him an excuse to be an asshole. Yeah. It does not. Yeah. Right. Right. Just saying, just saying that, um, that could explain some of the weirder behaviors. And I'm sad because yeah. I think, He's a, he has a chance to be a funny person, so. And he was funny in the movie. There's there's some great video game nods, like the idea that you you build sort of a a war chest of stuff. That's kind of a thing as well, and yeah. But apparently, there yeah. are some joust references in the trailer. Didn't see those here in the movie. Couldn't see those if they existed. I didn't hmm. see them. So. Basically, well, what I'm saying is I'm going to watch it again, is what I'm saying. Okay. 
Not in the theater. It wouldn't be the first time there were things in a trailer that were not in the movie. This is true. This is true. And speaking <laughs> of the, the, what do you think about the Han Solo? <clears throat> well, so yeah, another thing that mixed reactions to, um, but, um, I don't know. I thought, I thought it looked like it could be fun, but I'm definitely going to wait to see some reviews before I go see that. Yeah. I think. Yeah. I agreed. Agreed. I think the, 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 one trailer, of the things, one of the, one good. of the dumb things that I'm actually very excited about seeing is like a brand new millennium Falcon. <laughs> Right? What are they going to do? You How know, are they gonna, like make it just nice? seeing it when it's in its like mint out of like mm-hmm. right off the showroom floor. <laughs> I will say that Donald Glover looks awesome. Yes, and he looks great as, as always. I'm excited to see what he does. So even yeah. if I don't see it in the theater, I'm, I'm 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 hopeful that he'll turn in a good performance. It'll be interesting to see what where this kind of all ends up. Yeah, um, there's a lot of people that were like doing like the Arrested Development. Um, commenting on the uh i don't know if it was on reddit or where it was i read that it was on youtube but they were like doing the ron howard voice uh, you know like when when ron howard would do the voiceovers on arrested development it would be like the, the actors would say a line and it would, and he would completely yeah. contradict with reality what, the, what <laughs> right, they were right. lying about and it <laughs> i'm was, turning over a new leaf he, he wasn't <laughs> yeah <laughs> and so um i there, there's people who have made comments like that about it anyway all right. Uh, are you prepared for your son driving a car? No. <laughs> does, he, does he show any interest? Um, yes. He has, he has definitely shown interest, but it has, um, it has waxed and waned um, over time because he, like, I'm trying to remember. I think I guess it was around his birthday. Um, mm. So when he turned 14, he realized next year he will turn 15. And 15, you can get a driver's permit. Yeah, uh, yes. <laughs> you know, like a learner's permit. And and then he started asking, like, what car am I going to get when I'm 16? <laughs> like, what? No. What? Mm-mm, mm-mm, <laughs> what mm-mm. are you talking about? And there's no car First there, of all, buddy. we're not buying you a car. <laughs> Second of all, you don't have enough in your bank account to buy yourself a car currently. Um, so you better start saving your money if you think you're going to buy a car. Uh, and third, it should be absolutely right? gigantic. <laughs> to protect you from any kind of an accident and uh lastly we retain any uh rights any and all rights to uh determine when <laughs> and and where this might happen so and and uh so that that happened that went on for like a week because he and he started like looking at cars like you know mm-hmm. like online he was just like on his mm-hmm. on his phone like looking at car pictures and he yeah. got really into looking at cars um and then that that died down after a while and and nah. we, I have not heard anything about that in like a couple of months, I guess. So, the, uh, yeah, we're, we're, we're definitely so crazy. Oh my God. Insurance oh my God. Is brutal. I can't even imagine. And rightly so. Um, right. For, especially for dudes, right? Like boys are more expensive. Yeah. By far. Yeah. I mean, and I was a terror. I probably still mm-hmm. am a terror. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm good. I've gotten better. New, New York is, um, like, there's been only a couple of times where I've like pushed the gas a little hard and had some comments from the passengers. I used to get that all the time and I don't get that now because I'm a little softer. Mm-hmm. I'm a little more reserved finally. Um, yeah. But yes. Uh, I am terrified. I still about get insurance. comments, but I still react, I, but I react better to them now. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yes. There's that. Too. Whereas I used to be like, you know, like, like this is fine. I'm doing whatever I'm doing. I'm doing, you know, like, yeah. zipping through these cars. There's nothing wrong with this. I'm just a good I'm driver. Good and now it's yeah. like, okay, 
These people are all crazy. I need to slow down. I'm the good yeah. driver here. I, yeah. I'm the last sane man in the world gone mad. Yeah, exactly. I'm getting yeah. us there in good time, safely. Right. Yeah, no, no, no. Yeah, I will say the other day, and I was not driving erratically or anything like that, but we were going over to Karen's parents. Karen, Karen was already over at her parents, and Hank and I were going to pick up food to take over for all of us for dinner. And the place that we were going to, the parking near it is atrocious. Mm-hmm. And so I needed, I was, I drove around the block like, like five times. And that's not an exaggeration. It was, uh-huh. it was, it was five yeah. times. Yeah. Um, and I, as I was driving around the block and I would see a space and someone else would zip into it. And you know, I was just getting more and more agitated and, and I snapped and started yelling things that I shouldn't be yelling. And, <laughs> and at one point, <laughs> at one point he just laughed <laughs> which, and I was uh-huh. like, <laughs> and that the... got me and I was like, okay, I'm glad you're laughing because I'm being an idiot and I, w- I want you to know that this is mm-hmm. the behavior that I'm exhibiting right now is idiotic. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I'm glad it's making you laugh because you should laugh at me and I'm glad it's not making you like upset or nervous or whatever. Right. Right. And I wasn't like, That's I said, I wasn't response. like accelerating, you know, I wasn't driving like an idiot. I was just getting angry and just, you know, vocalizing it. That's a good response. I think that's a like, that's that's really good. I, I you know, going back to the miscommunication with with my daughter, if I can just circle all the way back, yeah, um, uh-huh. is that I tried. You know, if I was maybe ten years younger when I had this conversation, I think it would have been a different conversation. But I yeah. realized that one, as a fourteen-year-old, this is this is the time when things can escalate very quickly and turn into something else. <laughs> And if this is her, like, if she's going to, like, put a stake in the ground on this one, that's okay. But I'm not going to die on this hill. This is not the, this is not where I'm going to, like, I'm going to put my stake in the ground, you know, and like, that's it, foot comes down. But I'll just say, you know, I'm disappointed and I'm frustrated and I wish that you would treat me with more respect. And that's what this is about. It's about communication and blah, blah, blah. But, but I can see where, um, you know when you drive out of your way to do something for someone and then they're like not there and you don't know where they are and they're not telling you, they're not giving you all the information initially. Uh-huh. That's extraordinarily frustrating and also maddening. And it's also a classic teenager, yeah. right? Like, Oh, what? I'm just doing this thing. Right. Like, I'm fine. Yeah. Don't worry about me. I'm fine. Okay. <laughs> One, I'm always going to worry about you. So that's no, not, that is not off the table. That is on the table. Worry constant. But anyway, it was just like, it was learning to temper. Like I felt like I'd handled it for the, maybe one of the first times a situation that could have been really intense and I handled it calmly. And then we had a follow-up conversation. Like when I finally saw her, you know, seven hours later when I was picking her up again, when I finally saw her, you know, she was, she was penitent and nervous and I try to like diffuse it by saying, listen, you know, it's going to be okay. And I talked to her mother, you know, we had a conversation about it too. And, you know, I think the thing for me is I didn't want to lose her over this. Right. I mean, like as a teenager, you start keeping score and you're like, well, that's bullshit. Yeah, right, and this right. is also bullshit yeah. and bullshit, bullshit. You know, like you start with your little check boxes <laughs> and, and at least I did. And so I had that conversation, uh, with my children's mother, like, look, I pushed back all the time like my family (laughs) like we would stupidly i think this is the scottish part of our brains 
we, we would just be like, that's it, drums and pipes, and we're going to war. <laughs> Let's go. Over whatever, bullshit, dumb, stupid, right? Like, yep. Yep. Um, like just I'm I'm going. Like it's we're firing it up, baby. Bagpipes are a blazing. Let's go. Braveheart. <laughs> Over, you know, like thirty more minutes with friends. Right? <laughs> Whatever it is, like stupid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I just said, listen, and, and my, yeah. my, my girlfriend actually had this amazing thing that she said that that um her father you know, she, she, her teenage life was spent between Westchester and Manhattan. And so she had this great thing that, that her dad was like, look, I trust you. You're a good kid. You just need to let me know. And this is before cell phones. You have to let me know if you're going to be late. Just let right. me know. And he always handled it chill. He was always calm. Next day, they would have a conversation. And she said that that really went a long way for her to feel independent and trusted and... um that that she felt she could confide and not have to be dishonest with her father which i thought was interesting yeah because i didn't get yeah. you know like which is i think an important point you don't want to lose the te- you don't want to lose your kid over right right you know. and i think i you know the thing the thing that always frustrated me was when my parents wouldn't explain to me why they were mad at me <laughs> right <laughs> yeah. uh, because i said <laughs> like, like, no, no, they're work. very mad at me i can tell that because it's mm-hmm. very obvious, and right. yet they they will not tell me exactly why it is that they're mad at me. <laughs> right? Like, are they mad because and they're I, supposed you to know, be and mad? I, and it's not. And I don't think it was necessary. You know, and it probably wasn't because I hadn't done anything. Um, mm-hmm. I'm sure I had done something, but uh, <laughs> I, for whatever reason, we were never very good at communication. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we communicated. We just didn't communicate like wisely. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, like like human beings. Mm-mm, no, we communicate yeah. more like uh, like twelfth century warriors on a border or something. <laughs> <laughs>